0: Welcome to the Usual Spectators Podcast, Episode 2, NBA Free Agency Show. I'm your host, Amir Alwal, joined by Jan Rupanu. Hello. Got a couple of big things that broke down in the last couple of days.
1: Nick's yep, never a dull moment. Next fire, Phil Jackson, he gone. Hey, yeah, about time, I guess. Uh, and there's a big trade uh, that Houston pulled off for Chris Paul. Yeah, yeah.
0: So... Phil Jackson gets canned. Good move or bad move?
1: I've changed my mind on this, I think, four or five times at this point. I Ultimately, I think it was a good move and it had to be done. I mean, you can't take anything away from Phil Jackson for all he's done throughout his career, 11 rings as a as a player and a coach combined. But as an executive, there just were too many instances of him making bad signings, uh, his drafting or certain picks that he'd probably like to have back, uh, the way he alienated uh, or attempted to alienate Chris Porzingis, some of his coaching hires. Overall, it just seems like the game had passed him away. It, it, it had passed him, I, I should say. I mean, he just wasn't... It, it's, it's a different game now, and he doesn't realize that. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I think uh, his philosophy triangle mind games for the players uh, used to work in the past but now being a general manager president of basketball operations I think the players are also different they respond to things differently yep. as soon as he came in him and Carmelo seemed like they're at, at odds right away and oh definitely and I think the New York Knicks uh, fans also know that Carmelo they're behind him 100% because he actually chose to come to them Phil kind of started off on the wrong foot there. And then when you have a franchise player in Porzingis and you alienate him, uh, pretty clearly everybody wanted him out.
1: I, as 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 much credit or as much blame as they're going to give Phil Jackson, I think you got to give James Dolan a lot of blame here too because he might arguably be one of the worst owners in the league. Just look at all the guys he's gone through in his time as an owner. like Isaiah Thomas did and and just forcing the, the Carmelo trade. That was all James Dillon wanted to get Carmelo because Carmelo was going to come there anyways in the offseason. But you give up all your assets to acquire Carmelo. You set your team back and they never, they've never they never recovered from them. You make some awful uh, mark marquee free agent signings. You bring in Phil Jackson who continues the trend of overpaying uh, veteran, veteran free agents who are there for a reason. Uh, bad draft picks. Even, I mean, the Frank pick uh, that they made, uh, the point guard Frank Nilekina, I think it's a good pick, but he's already hurt. And now people are saying, if you're going to get rid of Phil Jackson anyways, why wouldn't you get rid of him two weeks before the draft? So, you know, the next GM or next president can take the guy he wants. Because they're not going to run the triangle anymore, and Frank Nilakina was a better fit for the triangle anyways.
0: Yeah, that made no sense whatsoever, drafting a point guard who fits the triangle when won't even be running the triangle even Jeff Hornacek he was forced to play a triangle system when he wanted to play an open role, pick and roll system uh, some of the decisions he made uh, signing Joakim Noah to a huge contract because he was a good passing big man hoping that would, that would work out and then yeah. the Derrick Rose trade yeah it's
1: it's it's unfortunate I, as much as I like the Knicks uh, there's just some moves that they've made over the years which make it hard to cheer for them and the way they're treating Carmelo now he's he wanted to play there not many guys do want to play there and they're forcing him out and I think eventually he will accept a trade or, or a buyout if that's what it comes to they yeah. if, if you're asking me what they should do next they I've heard David Griffin's name uh, Masai Yuri, if um, the Raptors are going to be willing to let him go uh, I'm saying trust the process uh, go with Sam Hankey. you know what Burn it all down. Sam Hinkie.
0: I don't think the process would be received too well in New York. They're losing anyways, though. That's true. They are <laughs> losing anyways. <laughs> but for some reason, when you're just outright blatantly losing, I think fans start to turn against you until they see the end product. Like in Philadelphia, it might have worked. Yeah. Um, um, I don't fair. know. I don't know if the New York fans would take that too. Seriously, that... A Sam Hinkie project, could but like for example, if they were able to get Masai, I think that's honestly the perfect hire. They already know that he's made some good moves. He's did well in Denver. Yeah, came Mike. to Toronto, got Kyle Lowry, made them a contender, and coming to the New York, he's already traded the Mar Andrea Burniani for a first round pick, so you know he can make some moves.
1: Yeah, I, I mean he'd be a he'd be a great hire, but I don't think I'm curious if the Raptors are going to be willing to let him go because. Even that's a team that I think is, in, is going to be in a sort of a decline here as well. So maybe he would be willing to come. I'm, I'm hoping, um, as much as I do want Maasai, there's something about the process. It, it's intriguing because I think the Knicks are going to be bad anyways. <laughs> but I guess that's enough on the Knicks. They don't deserve, uh, even though I like them, they don't deserve this much attention.
0: Yeah. We had a huge first blockbuster free agency, a move that I love. Chris Paul signed and traded to Houston.
1: I, I I don't I don't see what how this makes them much better or any better than they were last year. I just don't. I'm curious to see the fit that Chris Paul and Harden would have in the same offense.
0: I think Golden State's pushing all these teams to uh, try to get better. Some teams are you can just tell are just gonna wait them out the next oh, four yeah. or five years. But Daryl Morey said he had uh, he had a plan up his sleeve, and uh, looks like. Phase one has started. I just like it. They're not standing pat. We knew Houston even last year facing San Antonio, losing in the second round in six games. Yeah, um, Their ceiling wasn't too high. Those contracts for uh, Ryan Anderson and Eric Gordon uh, put a cap on their ceiling. But this move, I see it as a win-win for both teams because even the Clippers, they get something for Chris Paul when it's pretty clearly that they're, he was yeah, going to leave. leave. Yeah. yeah, that's true. And then Chris Paul with James Harden, uh, both ball dominant players, but with Mike D'Antoni, I feel like they'll they'll figure it out.
1: You're giving too much credit for D'Antoni, you're giving too much credit to get D'Antoni here. <laughs> uh, I just the way I see it, all last year, all we heard that was that James Harden is the better version of Steve Nash. He's Steve Nash who can score in the D'Antoni offense, I should say. How does adding another ball dominant player? Impact James Harden because James Harden had his best career as a best year as a as a professional player last year um, Playing a lot of point guard because I mean Beverly was on quite a bit But Beverly isn't really a threat to score so James Harden had the ball in his hand almost entirely and Chris Paul is the same kind of player Who needs the ball in his hand so I'm just curious how that's gonna work It's I do give him him credit for not standing pat and going with the same team every year uh, Trying to be innovative and uh, match, match up against the Warriors I ultimately don't think it's going to help them beat the Warriors because I don't know if anyone can can beat the Warriors in the West. Do do you think this is a Western Conference finals team? I don't. I I think San Antonio is going to be able to make a move in free agency. And... I would expect San Antonio to be there. There's something about the philosophy that that team has and uh, it's a culture of winning. I, th- I think San Antonio is going to be back in the finals, the Western Conference finals next year.
0: Yeah, I think Chris Paul, like, it's he's gotten to a point where he's become underrated. He's He's just so good off the ball and on the ball. Yeah, he's been a mid-range shooter, but... Um, working off of James Harden, playing off of James Harden. I think he's going to extend that range to three-pointers. And then the best thing for Harden is he's taken not even plays off, but games off. Oh, yeah. We we saw that, yeah. Yeah. And Chris Paul is going to be able to take games over. Um, Him and DeAndre alone were getting 50 to 55 wins. I think if they just mesh maybe um, even pick-and-roll-wise – if both of them are kind of taking turns at the pick and roll, I feel like that offense is just unstoppable.
1: Yeah, I think offensively they're going to be good. I just don't know if that team it's that's enough to beat uh, the Warriors or, or the Spurs. I think they do need to make another move. They're going to be pretty much against the cap in terms of moves they can make. But if uh, if more you can make a move for uh, a Paul George here, that would definitely put them right. I wouldn't say in the same category as the Warriors, but definitely close enough, than not.
0: Yeah, if Mori is able to move that Ryan Anderson contract,
1: right, and just give him Executive of the Year right now. Yeah, if you can move that deal, and and then then I see something. I can see them potentially being able to match up against the Warriors. I don't think they would win, but uh, I guess Chris Paul would finally make the, the the Western Conference Finals then. <laughs> Him and Harden both
0: considered chokers in the playoffs uh, put together. Maybe finally yeah, maybe. gets it done. It'll finally get it done. <laughs> but uh, I think there's some rumors that they'll be waiting for a Mellow buyout as well.
1: Yeah, I, I think I think it's funny how all the the, the stories went from Mellow being bought out and going to Cleveland, and now it's all about him being bought out and going to, to Houston. Uh, ultimately, I don't think they will buy him out. Uh, just seems like a lot of money to pay a guy to go away, and I don't know if uh, New York's gonna be willing to write that check. Yeah, no, I don't think D'Antoni would be too happy to see Carmelo. Yeah, I think we've forgotten about that, right? They didn't have the the greatest relationship in uh, in New York. Speaking of the Warriors,
0: KD and Steph um, both gonna be free agents. I think it's pretty clear that they're both gonna resign.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a no-brainer unless. I mean, I, I think I don't think anyone would. Be, I think I don't think anyone can foresee an incident or a situation where those two or either of them end up leaving the Warriors. Because why would you? You're coming off of a relatively easy titles win, and uh, you could be there right. You could be right there next year again.
0: Yeah, I think the only worry right now is uh, basically the order of operations that they'll do and how yeah. they fit that into the salary cap.
1: Yeah, I think Curry's gonna he's going to sign for the max and i don't blame him for a guy on that previous contract he had he was vastly underpaid and that and to be honest that did help them assemble what they have that the flexibility that they had from the the old curry contract he's going to maximize whatever he can and uh, i think durant's going to take a little bit less uh not a lot less but a little bit less to uh hopefully you bring in another guy or keep one of their existing free agents uh, dirk nowitzki's in the same boat um
0: opting out but uh it's pretty clear mark cuban's gonna re-sign him it's just a matter of fact of what's the term and how much per season
1: yeah i think i read something about a two-year pact for i wasn't sure about the money but it makes sense he's a franchise uh, the greatest player in franchise history uh he, he's not going anywhere I and mean, i think you could probably see the same about Dwayne wade as well who i mean not the fran- not a franchise player in chicago but He's he's opted into his into this into the last year of his deal, so he won't be moving, going anywhere either.
0: Yeah, let's get to uh, some of the guys who actually have a chance of moving. Um, some big names on this list. Oh First yeah, there's off,
1: a. We got. A few. Gordon Hayward. Yeah, Gordon Hayward of the of the Jazz, or, and I don't know what you think, but I think he's pretty much a goner.
0: Leaving Utah. Uh, it seems like it's pretty much a three-team race. We're looking at Boston here. We're looking at Miami, and then they're re-signing in Utah. Uh, personally, I think I actually think he's going to take the five-year deal with Utah.
1: Yeah. Oh, uh, you do? Oh, you, you think he's yeah, going to re-sign? Yeah, I think
0: he's going to re-sign in Utah.
1: Um, I think it's going to be the Celtics here. I think Danny Ainge is going to finally get his superstar. He's going to add on to his uh, plethora of guards and small forwards and assemble a team that's going to win. 55 games and losing the conference finals
0: Uh, i think that the best move for him personally is to go to boston seems to reunite with brad stevens automatically on a contender he's in the east um he'd be a folk hero in boston oh for sure and
1: rumored that they already have a deal lined up for paul george yeah, if they can make that move, then I would say they're right up there with the with the Cavaliers in terms of uh, – and the Cavaliers would finally have an actual rival in the East who has a legitimate shot at beating them.
0: And then you always have Pat Riley, the wild card, but no. Nah, I, I just see, don't see it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just don't see him. He doesn't seem like the Miami type of guy.
1: Yeah, he just he, going to a small school, uh, and we all know about his story, going to Butler uh, wasn't a very highly recruited player. Um, Brad Stevens did take a liking to him. And ultimately, if he does leave Utah, which I think he will think it's going to be Boston. And from all indications, Boston is going to go uh, after him. And they do have the money to put on the table. I think it would be a good move for Boston to acquire him. Oh, uh, we talked in the last show about uh, the plethora of shooting guards and small forwards they're going to have, but ultimately that could be a luxury in terms of being able to move an asset for uh, for another star, star player because uh, they can acquire Hayward and they can use one of them, maybe Brown or Tatum and acquire uh, Paul George and you know what, go all in for next year.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, automatic contender right away. Oh, for um, sure. Even in Utah, his ceiling's kind of capped right there. Because I see that Rudy Gobert maybe a re-signing of a George Hill. Where does that put them? Like third or fourth? Maybe at Tops in the Western Conference? I don't see him getting much higher than that.
1: Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think he's, to take the next step in his career, if he really wants to win a ring, I think he's going to have to leave Utah. Just because, and that's it, not indicative of, a a of how bad Utah is. It's just the fact that you have the Warriors there. The Rockets are better than Utah. Uh, San Antonio's soul is going to be there. Minnesota's an up-and-coming team. Utah has a lot of competition in the West. Whereas if he can go to Boston, there's a chance that they could be contending, right?
0: Yeah, and when it comes to the money, anyways, he's really young. So a five-year deal and the difference between a four-year deal is not going to matter because he's going to get back into free agency again.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Clippers lose Chris Paul, but still trying to re-sign Blake Griffin.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I guess you can't lose everyone. You need some sort of uh, star, star uh, power in L.A. to even stay relevant, right?
0: Yeah, I think Blake Griffin loves the city of L.A. I'm not sure he's in love with the Clippers. Yeah, I, I agree. For me, I think this is a great situation for him to go to Miami. Still stays in a big market, gets paid. And no tax. No income tax. So he's making roughly the same amount of money, anyways. Yeah. And then he's playing next to uh, Hassan Whiteside, rim protector, just like DeAndre. Yeah.
1: He'll, uh, he'll good get point. to
0: play more of a point guard role as well. I know anytime Chris Paul's been out, Blake's been a
1: point forward, and he's actually done pretty well. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. I think that's one the one of the things I've read, that he, the Clippers are going to try to move more towards a point forward for uh, Blake if they're able to retain him as now Chris Paul is gone. Uh, I think reports came out today that uh, he was going to be meeting with the Suns soon, which I don't really see that as uh, as a great fit if he's trying to, trying to win anytime soon. I also think Miami's ultimately going to be his... His best or uh, his best possible fit. Um, I don't think we can discount Boston either. It looks like Boston's going to be uh, going after Blake as well. Yeah, uh, I'm they, not sure if it, I'm not sure if it would work cap wise. They'd have to move some uh, some money there, and they won't. I don't think they'd be able to get both anyways. Uh, both Hayward uh, and Griffin.
0: Yeah, Blake seems more of a contingency plan in Boston. Right, right. We haven't seen too much of an outside shot from him, so mm-hmm. him playing with the long next to Al Horford. Uh, I'm iffy on that.
1: Yeah. but uh, Him next to uh, Whiteside in Miami. I really like that bit. Yeah, I, I do as well. I, I'm, I mean, are we going to say that there's any chance Oklahoma can get involved here, but Oklahoma has a lot of bad, bad money on the books if they got to move beforehand.
0: Yeah. I'm not sure the Clippers will be willing to sign and trade to Blake for like a package of Enos Cantor or, um, a sign and traded in Andre Robertson.
1: yeah it just doesn't seem feasible and I would love to see him on Oklahoma because I would love to see uh Russell Westbrook and him losing the first round again but I don't think he's gonna go to Oklahoma <laughs> I think it'll be um I think it's Miami it does look like Miami's a, a serious contender
0: point guard market looks like it's gonna be uh flooded this year but uh the, the amount of destinations available dwindled really fast But
1: the Raptors have an interesting decision with Kyle Lowry. Um, I think you know I've been saying for five or six months now, don't pay this guy. He's 31. He'll be 32 next year. Let's be honest. He's a fat point guard, or he has been a fat point guard in the past. (laughs) Are you going to give a guy like that who has a body to put on weight pretty quickly? Are you going to give him that $200 million and have him locked up for four or five years? I don't think it's a worthwhile move, move to make. And while it will set the Raptors back, I just don't see the benefit of keeping Kyle Lowry. Are you gonna If you bring back Kyle Lowry, are you going to be able to beat the Cavaliers? No. Are you going to be able to beat Boston if Boston's able to make a move? Or even Boston, the way they're currently assembled? I don't think so. So realistically, Kyle Lowry, I think the Raptors should say no. I think his best fit is going to be the Raptors. I think they're just going to make the move.
0: I think Kyle Lowry's going to come into his meeting with Masai. He's going to tell him that this franchise was really nothing without me. Mm-hmm. Comes there, immediate turnaround almost. And then now they've been in the playoffs regularly, top four seed, close friends with DeMar. Yep. I think he's going to ask
1: for $30 million straight away. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, Damar was paid uh, quite a bit last year. So I think uh, he's going to want to be compensated uh, almost the same. Um, do you think he's gonna resign? That's the
0: thing. If Raptors offer the money, he's definitely resigning. Yeah, but I don't know if they're gonna offer the max amount of money. A fit I do really like is if Minnesota is able to move Ricky Rubio and
1: acquire Kyle Lowry. Yeah, that would be a. That would I be think a that's a, a that. huge upgrade. I just yeah, I'm curious to see if they're going to be able to uh, move the money because uh, I think the Knicks were interested in Rubio last year, and it seems like a few teams are still uh, interested in Ricky Rubio, who can't shoot a jump shot to save his life. But if they can do it, I think Minnesota would be, would be a better, better. It'd be a good fit for them.
0: And you made a huge point about his body composition. Lowry, we've seen him out of shape pretty recently actually last even last year's playoffs yeah once he got hurt he came back looked a little out of shape it's kind of dangerous giving him a four-year contract hoping that he's motivated throughout because we all know once you pay
1: a guy uh, yeah it's always almost the motivation goes away right yeah yeah my, i just i don't think the Raptors should do it but i think the Raptors are going to do it
0: and then if they resign Lowry what did they do with
1: Ibaka automatic resign I think so. I think it indicates that they're going to go all in with this with the same team that lost in the second round last year. Oh, was it uh, the second round? Yeah, second round, yeah. It's
0: just staying on the second round treadmill.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I think the Spurs were mentioned as a possible destination as well, but I just don't think Popovich would take a guy like Lowry for the money he's going to be owed. I think he's already learned from the Lamarcus Aldridge uh, um, experiment.
0: Yeah, and I don't think Kyle Lowry's this is, this is going to be last big contract, too, so not, he's not going to take a Spurs discount.
1: Yeah, it just doesn't seem like that's, that's going to happen. doesn't guarantee him a championship, so... No, I agree. Next, we'll move on to uh, Paul Millsap, formerly of the Atlanta Hawks.
0: I got one fit for him. The perfect fit. He's going to the Denver Nuggets.
1: Yeah, I could... I, I definitely think they're, they're going to be in a position to... Um, add on to what they already have. They have a plethora of young talent already, and they have the the Joker there already, right? So
0: yeah, him next to the Joker, the passing and the shooting from that big
1: front court. Uh, yeah, that would something to see, right? And I think uh, Denver is one of those teams that they're going to be able to. I think they'll be in the competition for the seventh or the eighth spot. But they're, if their young guys keep developing, uh, they have the potential to be a a good team in the West for uh, quite a bit of time
0: yeah with the Paul Millsap signing I'm almost confident 100% confident that these guys will make the playoffs Joker's improving It's probably a top three young big man right now oh for sure and then Paul Millsap brings around that all around game pretty good on defense as well so he can get out and guard on the perimeter and then you have the young guys in uh, uh, Jamal Murray and Gary Harris are pretty good Mm -hmm. at defense as well
1: yeah, if a Moody, finally shows something. that would be an I'd be a plus, added plus there as well. And with Millsap, I just don't think Atlanta. I mean, they're they're. In, I would say they're in a rebuild. They they shouldn't make the move. It makes really really makes no sense for them to resign him. This the Suns have been thrown out as a potential suitor as well. Uh, so if he's a guy who's looking for money and the Suns are willing to offer him the most, there's a chance that he could could sign with Phoenix because I think Phoenix is looking at some big men here. Yeah, at this stage
0: of his career, uh, he has to weigh on if he wants to win or if he wants to cash in on the payday. Depends, because I think Phoenix is going to offer every legitimate power forward, max money. It's just
1: who's willing to take it. Yeah, and I think Millsap might be the one. I would love to see him go to Denver, but ultimately I think Phoenix is going to be where he's going to end up.
0: And then Phoenix... Is that still even a playoff team with
1: Millsap? Uh, no, I mean, Josh Jackson, Paul Millsap, uh, Devin Booker, uh, I guess you have Marquise Chris, and uh, Eric Bledsoe. No, I don't think that's a playoff team. Uh, yeah, he'd be pretty much go in there, to teach the
0: young guys how to play the game the right way. Yeah, cash uh, a paycheck. Cash a paycheck, and then
1: <laughs> uh, file the trade request. Yeah, I agree. And next we'll go on to... Uh, uh, the New York New Orleans Pelicans point guard, True Holiday. This is probably the most
0: important free agent that has to come back to his team because New Orleans is cap strapped and they have literally no other options to replace Drew. Yeah, can Boogie play the point guard or Boogie and Brow without a point guard? <laughs> I see it ending in <laughs> pretty badly. Yeah. Maybe even uh, a fight on the court, in right? another trade.
1: Yeah, I think yeah, I think his uh, all. I think even I even think for him, the best place for him to be is going to be New Orleans. Um, like you mentioned for Paul Millsap, Denver's been thrown out as a potential uh, suitor. Uh, they want to upgrade on their upgrade, uh, have a point out their point guard position. Um, I think Drew Holiday is going to go back to New Orleans. New Orleans is is desperate as they they're, they're going to be cap strapped. Um, they've already made the move for DeMarcus Cousins. I think they're ultimately going to offer the max here or the most they can offer, and he's going to go back.
0: Yeah, there's going to be a couple of other teams that offer, maybe New York. Uh, some b- rumors that uh, Dallas would offer him and his brother a two-for-one deal kind right. of come both there. Uh, those fits are nice, but uh, nobody's going to give him
1: the amount of money that New Orleans will. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that's a relatively... Um... I think he I would expect him to be one of the first guys to sign I think New Orleans is really putting the full court press here because they just can't afford to lose them and then
0: uh, he's, he got to sign his brother too so he can just sit on the meeting with them yeah as well. <laughs> I guess that works right and then de- speaking of Denver Denver's losing Gallinari he said he's not they're not even his first choice so he's leaving where do you see him going
1: this is one of the tougher ones for me to, to gauge where he's going to go. Is it wrong to see the San Antonio Spurs would be a good fit here? Yeah. Skilled European.
0: Popovich would get him to play some defense. Yeah. He'd kind of be like a more athletic uh, uh, Boris Dio that they had in the
1: past. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking here, and I think they are trying to move the Lamarcus Aldridge contract. Uh, they might have a hard time doing so. And, yeah. and let's and let's be honest here. Uh, Gallinari had a had a good. He had a pretty good year last year. Um, not a lot of uh, talk because um, with uh, with the younger Hernan Gomez brother, he he had a good year there. So I think uh, Gallinari was a little bit uh, uh, under the radar with how good uh, even how good the Joker was.
0: Yeah, he's kind of flying under the radar. I think he's a perfect. Uh... Even in crunch time, he can play the stretch four. Like, he yeah, can I shoot think... outside. He's kind of got some strength to him, so he doesn't get back down. Uh, yeah. Effort sometimes lacks on defense, but I think
1: he could be a good signing. Yeah, I, I, I agree too. I think this is one of the guys who is going to fly under the radar a little bit because he's, he's closer to 30 than he is at 25. But there's value here if you can get him to, uh, I don't think he's going to go for the max. Or, you never know what, what some of these teams do on uh, when free agency begins. I think the Spurs are a good fit
0: here. They might. This might be time for him to get reunited with the New York Knicks.
1: I would love to see it, him and uh, Chris Taps. But I just think with uh, with Willie Hernan Gomez already in New York, I think I think they're very high on him. Um, I'm personally high on him. I think he's uh, he, he has the potential to be a pretty good center there. Um, and I think Daniel did love playing in New York uh, in his brief time there before he was ultimately traded for Carmelo. A trade that didn't have to happen, by the way. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think the Spurs, I, I'm hoping to see him in San Antonio. Uh, there's obviously, I think, uh, I've read that uh, Phoenix is going to be interested in him as well. Like, they're interested in almost every single power forward. Um, is there anywhere else you think he uh, is this, is a potential suitor here? Uh, if Blake leaves Los
0: Angeles, a lot of cap room to spend. they right. got a bunch of guys who are shoot first pass second so uh, i don't know if he fits in too well there yeah. but uh i think they have holes doc rivers hasn't gotten a, pa- a small forward in about 10 years right uh, uh, biggest sign he's made is the corpse of paul pierce last year we just got released today i believe yeah paul pierce the legend gets waved
1: <laughs> yeah you know what we th- i think we we both are along the same lines of what we think uh, of uh paul pierce uh the truth. <laughs> the truth is only good in sitting in wheelchairs. Yeah, because he shot himself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess we'll go on to the next one. We got Serge Ibaka of the Toronto Raptors.
0: Serge Ibaka. First question is, is this guy even 27 years old?
1: Yeah, how old is this guy? I think he's. Uh, he was a relatively athletic player about three or even four years ago. He was a perfect... Uh, Four who could even play some center because I remember a lot of times where they would play um, uh, Drant and uh, Baca as the big men and uh, it actually was pretty effect- uh, effective yeah he seemed to be um, like the first stretch
0: four where he could also protect the rim Yeah. you just saw this guy dominating the league for so long last couple of years it seems like his athleticism has just decreased at a rapid rate even playing for the Raptors last year the playoff run uh, mostly sticking outside to the perimeter, had some shot blocking, but he's not a game changer like he was in uh, Oklahoma. No, I completely agree. Um,
1: I think with big men, you do, you do notice sometimes there is a little of a, of a deterioration as they get closer to thirty, and he's gonna be uh, he's gonna be twenty eight not too long from now. Uh, this is gonna be probably his last uh, last real good chance to get a big payday here, so he's been looking for um, as much money to pay as he possibly can get. I think he's back in Toronto. I think they're going to go all in. Um, I hate to keep saying going all in, but re-sign Lowry and appears like Masai does love Surge, so I think he's ultimately going to re-sign. Yeah, if if Lowry's re-signed, I'd say it's
0: almost locked that Ibaka's resigned just because they want to field a competitive
1: team. I think uh, they'll have to move Jonas, though. I don't think they'll be able to have the money to... Well, they won't, they won't have the money just to keep them both the money that they're going to get. Yeah, you could
0: trade Jonas for like two inflated Spalding basketballs and probably be a fair trade.
1: Yeah, Jonas, uh, I just uh, very frustrating player considering he has uh, the size and the some of the skills to be a great big man, but he hasn't put it together yet, and I don't think he ever will.
0: I don't think he's going to be on the team much longer, even. Ibaka, I guess you can slide to the center position when it's crunch time.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm thinking.
0: But uh Damari Carroll's knees are made out of dust, so I don't know how long he can play the three and even stretch four
1: position. Yeah. Uh is there any other are there any suitors that you think uh, are potentially lurking for surge?
0: Once again, Phoenix has the cap space. They do have Marquise Chris. He's basically an older Marquise Chris. Yeah. Maybe he'll go there. I think Serge, this is the time to get his money. I don't even think it's much of about in a winning situation for him. Yeah. He knows he has to cash in. It's either Raptors or
1: Suns to me. Yeah, I don't think, he's one of the guys. I think there's going to be a very limited market on him. I don't think a lot of teams, a lot of the contenders are going to really be making moves for him because they really don't need that kind of player. Like a, a Golden State or a, a Houston or a, I think San Antonio is going to pass on a guy like Serge. Uh, and in the, in the east uh, the, the, the Cavs can't really do anything Boston's not going to go after him I was thinking the Wizards potentially but even the Wizards are, are going to be cash trapped and they're going to have to re-sign Otto Porter and yeah for Serge I think he's going to go back to Toronto
0: yeah next on our list is George Hill I don't even know if he's underrated, overrated properly rated,
1: what is George Hill? George Hill is the guy they traded to get Kawhi Leonard <laughs> that's what George That's what George Hill is, and I think there's two clear suitors for him. Uh, Pop has loved George Hill. Uh, from all indications, he actually was very hesitant to make that Kawhi move. Well, no, I, I guess hesitant is the wrong way to put it. He didn't want to give up George, and he was sad to see him go. But it was the right trade for them. I think the with Tony Parker coming off that knee injury, uh, Tony Parker's not really a a top point card or even a top 15 point card anymore. George Hill's around that 15 range for me. The Spurs make a lot of sense. And uh, my New York Knickerbockers make a lot of sense here as well. Uh, Frank Nilekina, uh fantastic talent, already hurt. Uh, we're moving away from the triangle in New York. Uh, I don't think New York's going to bring back Derek Rose. I think George Hill makes sense for New York as well.
0: Yeah. the so One thing with George is... His defensive effort's always there. Good defensive player overall. Shooting comes and goes, but he's been a little injury prone in the past too. But I think he's that perfect Spurs type player. Yeah. Like you said Pop loves this guy. I think Pop Pop's gonna try to convince him to come to San Antonio, Utah. It depends on how much money they're willing to give him. Yeah, if they give him a large offer, I think he'll it take it. He'll take it. He'll take it.
1: But, and another, one, another team else, uh, that I see him as fitting in with, I think Minnesota makes sense for him as well. Uh, again, it's a contingent on them being able to move Ricky Rubio. But if you add a George Hill to a team that already has a, D, uh, has a um, Andrew Wiggins and has a Jimmy Butler, has a Carl Anthony Towns, that's a team that's going to be very good defensively and offensively. I think there's quite a bit there as well. If he ends up on Minnesota, I think that, that makes him a, a, a legitimate... I don't want to say contender, but makes him a legitimate team in the Western Conference.
0: Yeah, that's a really nice piece because George Hill's not going to wow you offensively and have Butler and Cat to shoulder the load there. Yeah. But uh, defensively, he's been really good. Even in the playoffs against the Clippers before he got hurt, he's doing pretty well against Chris Paul.
1: Yeah, I, would, I, would, I think he's going to be in either San Antonio, New York, or I think Minnesota has a shot here if they can move Rubio.
0: Up next, Minnesota, another team rumored to be in on this player. Iggy, Andre Gudala got some rumors today that uh, Joe Lacob doesn't want to pay the tax. might affect Andre's contract.
1: Yeah, I I read that as well, and that's a bit concerning considering how much money Golden State's going to be making uh, from being so successful and being in the Bay Area and their relatively big market and all the the revenue they're making from their TV deal and uh, moving into a new arena next year but apparently Joel Jacob doesn't want to pay Iguodala. And I, I, I can I can see it to a certain degree. I think Iguodala is going to be uh, 34 before the next playoff start next year. And he's a good player. I think if he's playing about 20 to 25 minutes a game. But if you're going to ask him to play a starter, a starter role and play your 30 to 35 minutes a game, I'm very hesitant uh, to the kind of player we're going to get. Uh, I think for him, the best... The best place for him to be is Golden State, but he's going to have to take less money to do it. And he's a guy who's already made a ton of money playing in the NBA, so it's really contingent on what he wants. Does he want to win another title, or does he want to make the money?
0: Yeah, I think he's worth the money alone just for the finals. He comes in, he's on LeBron. Yeah. I think that's like his biggest factor right there. He's, I don't want to say a LeBron stopper, but he's... One of only two options that they put on LeBron in the finals. He's pretty important overall to the team as well because when he comes off the bench, he's a pretty good ball mover, plays that point guard position for them. I think reasonably they're going to try to bring him back on a deal that's good for both sides. But it depends on if other teams are willing to max him out. If I'm on another team, I'm maxing him out just yeah. to
1: prevent the Warriors from resigning him. I, I I agree. I think, that if you're asking me, I think ultimately he will stay. I think they'll come to an agreement. But there's a lot of teams that are interested here. Some of the teams we've already mentioned, uh, uh, Phoenix, Minnesota. I even think uh, Philadelphia's been rumored as the potential candidate. And I think it makes a lot of sense for Philadelphia to even uh, possibly max with a guy like Andre Iguodala. You add, him, uh, add a veteran presence to... Uh, a young team like Philadelphia, who, and he'd be a, you know, he's already played there before. I think Philadelphia makes a lot of sense and is a serious jar course here.
0: Yeah, I think Philly would be a great fit for him. You know, teach the young guys kind of uh, the ropes. And he's, like you said, he's played in Philly before, knows the city. Uh, if he leads them back to the playoffs, yeah. kind
1: of becomes a hero there as well. Yeah. And, and I still think teams. I mean, some like I think even, uh, a team that's been rumored to, to be potentially involved was uh, the Nets as well. But that would be the ultimate. Like, do you want to play for uh, a potential a dynasty and you want to win a ring or two more, or do you want to go to Brooklyn and make a hundred and something million and play with uh, DeAngelo Russell and win like twenty five games next year? Yeah, that's uh,
0: <laughs> two ultimate two sides of the coin: make yeah. the money or win. I think Iggy's more of a win guy now. Yeah. But uh, he doesn't want to be treated like he's not getting a fair value as well.
1: Yeah, I think I think it's this gonna be one of the. Uh, it's a very important move for Golden State to get correct because if you do potentially lose him, uh, you could you're gonna lose a key part of your your two titles. Yeah, and there's been some rumors that uh, Paul George has been talking to Clay Thompson about joining up on the Lakers. I don't know about that, but I guess you can keep dreaming. I keep dreaming. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, next, I guess we'll briefly talk about Otto Porter. Um, I think this is going to be pretty... Uh, it seems like he's going to resign with the Washington for a pretty big deal. Uh, he is a restricted free agent, so... Uh, what do you think about uh, Otto Porter?
0: Otto Porter, this is a must resign for Washington. Literally have no cap space to make any other moves if they do lose him. Yeah. Pretty much have to re-sign him. If they play around too much, this is where I could see... A t- he is restricted... So they can match But I can see him getting a max offer From like a Sacramento Kings Yeah Like like Nets or something Yeah and that's like They're definitely going to max him out Because he's a young player His first year wasn't too good But uh, he's shown massive improvement He's even played uh, stretch 4 for them Uh, One of the highest 3 point percentages in the league 3 and D player They don't come cheap anymore
1: Yeah I think he's He's, he's, he's quietly turned into a pretty effective player. Um, he's not a maxster in my book, but he's going to end up getting maxed by by either Washington or he's going to get close to it. And They might regret that a few years from now, but they're going to have to match if they want to be competitive next year because they really have no move to add anyone. They have no um, recourse to make any other additions. Yeah, and the John Wall contract's coming up
0: soon. He's going to get the max for sure. Seems oh, for like sure. their team's going to be set. Even if you sign Otto Porter... You just have to do it just in the future. Maybe
1: you can use it as a trade ship, but yeah, can't I lose it for nothing. I agree. Uh, next, we'll go to look one of the other uh, point guards. seems like this is a very point guard-heavy um, free agency class. Uh, Jeff Teague, uh, formerly of the Indiana Pacers. This is New York Knicks written all over it. Put it on the board. Yeah, it does look like it's next kind of pick. And you know what? I did like Jeff Teague in his years in Atlanta. He was, uh, he was a pretty good uh, point guard. I would say he was a, more than a pretty good point guard. He was very efficient and very effective. Uh, had a pretty down year in Indiana, I would say. He didn't really um, blossom into the player they expected him to be alongside Paul George.
0: I think Jeff Teague to Knicks rumors has been going on for, like I don't even know, maybe five years now. He's going to play for the Knicks. Uh, It's definitely time for him to actually come over to New York, especially now that they're not going to be utilizing the triangle. I really like Jeff Teague as a a pick-and-roll point guard. Him and Porzingis, two-man game,
1: much better option than what Derek
0: Rose was doing last year.
1: Yeah, I I agree. And I think there's, there's, with Teague, I think it's going to ultimately come down to if the Knicks are able to acquire George Hill. If the Knicks don't get George Hill, I think you can pretty much take it to the bank that they're going to, at Jeff Teague they're, they're going to end up leaving with a point guard they're not going to go in with uh, Frankie and as their starting point guard so I ultimately also think Jeff Teague's going to be uh, a member of the uh, New York Knicks I think uh, San Antonio is another uh, sleeper team here They yeah, he, I don't think Jeff Teague's is going to go anywhere near the max here so he, there, there are a lot of teams that are going to be interested if they can get him because I don't expect him to be one of the first guys signed after uh, free agency begins yeah the point
0: guard market I think uh limited amount of teams looking for a point guard at that value. So yeah. whoever signs first I guess is gonna take up those max slots and then Jeff Teague's definitely gonna come in behind guys like Lowry and Drew Holiday. And, the... and, and
1: and you know and you know what? I think a team like the Knicks or not even the Knicks I apologize. I mean the Raptors should take a look at Jeff Teague. I would almost I'm I would rather have Jeff Teague at a lower number than Kyle Lowry at what they're gonna potentially pay him. Because I think you're gonna get almost the same productivity. I really do.
0: Yeah, if there's a huge difference in money, that outweighs the difference in player. Just because I think Jeff Teague's longevity seems to be greater than what Kyle Lowry's gonna offer. Like Kyle Lowry has been a great player for the Raptors, but I, I'm just feeling that he's going towards that decline phase. Where Jeff Teague, you still hope for. Some more
1: potential in his game where he can uh, maybe blossom into like a top 10 point guard. for sure he's one of my better uh him and Churchill are two of my uh, two of my dark horses in the free agent class who might be overlooked or and might not get the big deals right away, but they are guys that potentially could be um great value value signings and I could be wrong and they'll go for 100 million on the first day so <laughs> who knows <what's> right <laughs> Speaking of value
0: signings, Derek Rose. San Antonio will that go down.
1: If Greg Popovich is drunk, I could see it happening. I just, I mean, <laughs> what what is there? What has jarek Rose shown over the last four years that would lead you to believe that there's anything left?
0: I haven't seen anything. I don't think anybody in the NBA has seen anything. Can someone explain to me why? Tom Thibodeau wants to trade for Derrick Rose last year and now wants to sign him?
1: Is he trying to re- reunite the Bulls like three years later?
0: Yeah, because if he's trying to reunite the Bulls, he could take Luol Deng right now.
1: Yeah. And he can take Kim Ball right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it makes no sense.
0: Derrick Rose, I'd take some younger point guards... Like, last year we saw Yogi Ferrell, D-League point guard, come to the Mavericks and have a pretty good year, ends up on the second team. Like, I'd rather take a shot on Yogi Ferrell than Derrick yeah,
1: Rose. I agree. I mean, it's there's, uh, a I guess, a stat of the day here. I think Derrick Rose, Rose is going to be the only point guard or the only uh, MVP in NBA history who doesn't make the Hall of Fame.
0: Yeah, I think that's pretty much a lock unless he goes to San Antonio and they gave him some performance-enhancing drugs or something, and then he puts yeah, his career I, back on the
1: map. I mean, I'll take it back what I said about Pop being drunk. Um, I just don't think Popovich would make a move for a guy like Jericho Rose, who um, even last year with the Knicks, leaving the team uh, because he wasn't happy, I just don't see him being the, char- the kind of character player that Popovich would want. Uh, and if he does go to... Um, uh, San Antonio pull something like that. He can be rest assured that he probably won't be playing for the Spurs ever again. and might not be playing the NBA ever again. So, um, I think Derek Rose is one of the tougher guys to gauge a market for here. He's, if anyone pays him even that, that $10 million range, I think that's, that's, that's crazy.
0: Yeah. Anything over double digits, even if the cap
1: has gone up,
0: I just don't see it.
1: Yeah. I mean, we could be wrong. Um, and you know what, let's give him some credit. He did have some flashes, but he's never going to be the player he once was in Chicago. And you might not realize it, but he's going to be 29 soon. It seems just like yesterday. This was a young point guard who won MVP and was arguably the, the one of the next phases of the NBA. But uh, the injury problems and then uh, just his, his regression as he lost his athleticism, he never really developed a, his shooting touch. Yeah. And
0: one thing that hasn't been mentioned is Chicago
1: does have a lot of cap space. Yeah, maybe you'll go back to Chicago. With him, I think I have no idea what's going to happen with Derrick Rose. Uh, San Antonio, again, they need a point guard. You can't go with Tony Parker. Could I see it happening? I don't think it's going to happen. Minnesota looks like they might be willing to do it. (laughs) Chicago, uh, uh, New York even. I mean, if New York brings him back, like just just fire everybody again. Like you just fired Phil, but just fire everybody for the sake of if you're going to bring back Derrick Rose. Yeah, I think Adam Silver has to find some sort of clause that removes James Dolan if Derrick Rose is brought back. Yeah. I and mean, that's yeah. enough. That's enough on Derrick Rose. We'll go to the next. And I think this should be our last... Uh, uh, we can't really go through the entire free agent list. We'll talk about maybe JJ Redick, who uh, seems to be getting a lot of love here. JJ Redick,
0: uh He's... He's not the same guy to me anymore. Still can shoot the three, but... It looks like he's slowed down considerably. He's had some... Back issues as well. For me... He has to go to Philadelphia. Yeah, I think perfect fit. They don't have a shooting guard. They don't even have shooting period, it seems yeah. like right now. Yeah,
1: I think... I don't think he's going to be going to a contender. Just because... This is going to be a chance for him to maximize his, his earnings. And he can make that... I don't think he's going to get a max, but he'll get a, in the in the double digit, uh, maybe 10 to 15, maybe even 16 million a year at least, from a team like a uh, a Philadelphia, a Brooklyn, or Orlando maybe if Orlando wants to bring them back. There's a lot of possibilities for him. Um, I think for ultimately his best move is going to be to go to Philadelphia. Yeah, it just makes too much
0: sense. The money, the role, it's all perfect there. I don't see any contenders knocking on his door day one of free agency asking to sign him.
1: Yeah, I just don't. I think the Clippers, uh, that era is done. They already, I mean, they have so many, they have a plethora of guards. I don't think they're going to want to bring him back, especially the money he might be able to get from a, on, on the market. I also think uh, a team maybe like a San Antonio, if they're able to get him for a reasonable uh, number. But then again, that's going to be a matter of is Jay Redick looking to make money or is he looking to win a ring here? And ultimately, I think the money's just going to be too much to pass up yeah
0: he's he's not going to be able to get more money than what Philadelphia is willing to offer I think Colangelo is going to see that he needs to add some sort of veteran presence yeah uh he actually might be the first call that the Philadelphia 76ers make
1: yeah I, I agree I think I think I think he's gonna to go to the 76ers as well him it just makes too much sense Um, I think we've already talked about some of the, we've pretty much talked about most of the top uh, free agents available. Are there any, uh, any guys that you think uh, could be uh, value picks later on? Maybe under the radar.
0: I know this guy can't shoot, but I still think he has some potential, even though he cost Oklahoma a playoff game. I think Andre Robertson still has some potential to him. I think he's one of the best defenders in the league. If he could yeah. just figure out how to shoot the ball without holding it like he's carrying the little baby, he, yeah. he could be valuable. I don't think Oklahoma's going to give him the contract that he wants. So it depends on who has the cap space and is willing to spend it on just a 3D and D guy. He kind of reminds me of what Damari Carroll was a couple of years ago. Right. Where... You know he's playing defense. He's actually pretty young too, younger than what Carroll was at that time. Yeah, this just seems like a perfect opportunity for not a contender, but maybe in a team that's on the come up, just to sign a player who's actually going to bring some defensive potential, and then shooting. You just
1: got to hope that he learns how to shoot. Yeah, and for me, if I think a Dion Waiters, um, still really a relatively young player. He had some great games in Miami last year. I think he has the potential. Uh, I don't think he's a star. He thinks he's a star, definitely. I don't think that's a... you got to remember that. A Dion Waiters would be a... It could be a, a nice under-the-radar pickup here for most teams. Maybe a team like New York. I'd love to see a Dion Waiters in, in the Big Apple.
0: Yeah, if Dion Waiters goes to New York, uh, he's going to tell him to buy out Carmelo so he can get his 25 to 30 shots up per game.
1: Yeah, I, I can see that. And I think... As much hate as he gets, I think Javale McGee. Uh, but again, uh, wherever he goes, he's not going to get those one, those alley oops to just pretty much put the ball in the net because that's all he did last year—just alley oops—and um, he did not didn't play too bad as a backup center. So I think he's—he's uh, he's a guy that some teams might be uh, interested in. He—he he rebuilt his value uh, after what he did was able to accomplish last year.
0: Yeah, Javale's not on Shaqton the fool anymore, so that all—that adds to his contract
1: right away. Yeah, yeah, and then for sure.
0: Javel might even seem like the type of guy who'd just take the veteran and, and come back to Golden State.
1: Yeah, he might just do that because it just seems like he's found a good, a good niche and a good market for him to play in, and he has a good role there. I don't ultimately expect there to be a ton of interest because I think um, most uh, executives also see that his performance last year was based upon playing with arguably one of the greatest teams or one of the greatest casts of all time. So is he going to be able to be as effective um, on a less, on a lesser team? probably not.
0: Yeah. It just depends on what the market's like for big men. We see we see it all the time that big men who only have like one certain skill they just last till 9 10 days after free agency begins and they'll sign for a cheap yeah. contract. I think or that's th- the main thing like these teams have to restrain themselves for yeah, the I first mean- couple of days of free agency and kind of save themselves from these horrible (laughs) contracts. Like, what the Lakers did, I think Mozgov was the
1: first player signed in free agency. Yeah. And to be honest, what's the difference between what McGee did and what Mozgov did last year? It's almost the exact same if you think about it. I'd almost argue that McGee had more of an impact in this finals than Mozgov did in uh, last year's finals yeah and one guy was paid 63 more million dollars than the other guy Well, i guess we'll see what someone pays mcgee but i don't expect him to get that kind of money but the lakers do have cap room right oh god (laughs) hopefully
0: sacramento hopefully sacramento goes all in on mcgee
1: yeah i think uh that's pretty much it for uh this episode of the podcast yeah
0: we covered most of the top guys um some under the radar guys but it all starts on friday and then We'll be back to cover the rest of the signings. Uh, you can follow us on SoundCloud. We're on Twitter, Instagram. Get at us.
1: The usual spectators. <laughs>